Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the show. I am, uh, as usual, super excited about uh, my guest tonight. So as uh, a lot of you guys that have been following uh, know I went out to the CrossFit Health Conference. Uh, I think it was back in April, April or May, and uh, had the privilege of being able to listen to a lot of great speakers and meet a lot of uh, great people. And on this trip, uh, I met the owners of the Warrior Clinic. Uh, I'm going to let them tell you what they do, but uh, just some really interesting stuff coming out. Uh, they had the opportunity to to uh, let me take a blood test. We'll talk about that and some of the other great things that they do. So uh, how are you guys doing? Doing very well, thank you. It's uh, nice to touch base with you finally, and we're excited your uh, podcast is up and running. It must be pretty fun for you. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Uh, maybe. So Somebody said that to me earlier today, actually. They said, you know, we don't know how you keep this together with all the demand. I'm like, demand? Like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? There's no demand for this show. Like, I'm, I'm out here beg, borrowing, and stealing people onto it. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. If you wanted to do one soon, if you're available. Our op- <laughs> yeah. No, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Thanks for having us on. Thank yeah. you. So I'm, I'm Shaka, and this is Scott, um, Dr. Shaka Gillen, and I'm a pediatrician. And then, and I'm uh, Dr. Scott Gillen, and I do pediatric anesthesia. And we've been involved with CrossFit initially. Actually, Shaka can probably tell you how we got into CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, by we, um, I didn't think he means so. I mean, we just start chatting about it. I got involved um, actually through Greg Glassman and Maggie Glassman. I actually got involved first. Um, I was friends with Maggie, and um, I think you met her, and I got just love her and met Greg through, um, Maggie. And, um, I've been practicing pediatrics for like 20 years and I've sort of just become like a lot of doctors, um, overwhelmed with all of the chronic disease I see in the office. And so I would just talk to Greg about how, like, I just can't take another day of this, of seeing, I mean, I see patients every day. So I see kids and I'll see kids like every day with every day with either, um, they're either overweight or constipated or headaches. I mean, I'll see kids with like constipation or tummy aches all day. And that's what they're in for. And they're sitting there eating like fruit snacks in front of me. And I'm like, if you're eating that in front of me, I don't know what else you're eating because that's clearly, um, I mean, that's just like not very healthy. Right. So I became sort of obsessed with the whole, um, why are, why is the nutrition so poor? Um, the whole, chronic disease. Um, and then started talking to Greg about that. Of course, he um, knew so much more than I did and um, started talking to him about also why the politics behind a lot of it. And he helped me understand a lot of that. Um, and so that's how I got involved. And then I started, um, I Greg introduced me to CrossFit. And then I think I introduced, so Shaka introduced me to Greg. So Shaka <laughs> told me about but first she came home and she's like, oh my God, I got this new person that came in my office, Maggie. I just love Maggie. It was Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. And um, then Greg came into the office and Shaka and Greg are really two birds of a feather in terms of they're great people to know and probably very difficult. I've never lived with Greg, but probably very difficult to live with because they're always <laughs> pursuing the answer and perfection. Their minds never stop. I mean, their minds are, you met Greg and you met Shaka and their minds are very fast and they're always 
they're never satisfied with the status quo, which is an awesome thing, but also, also, you know, challenging to be around. And Shaka was telling me, she's like, you have to meet Greg, you should do CrossFit. And I'm like, oh no, I'm good. I'm okay. You know? And um, I think it was actually a couple of years after they met when I finally did meet him. And, and for me, you know, I think we all have our story of when we finally go through the doors to a CrossFit gym. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, that's for Navy SEALs. Cause I had a friend who used to be a professional snowboarder who did it for a while. And I should have known I should just gone with him. He's like, oh, we're doing pull-ups. I'm like, well, I can't do a pull-up. And, you know, and, and, and it really blocked my entry for a long time. Um, but when I finally met Greg, you know, I I've told him this many times, but he, he truly salvaged my medical career with, with, uh, the approach that CrossFit takes to to health fit and life fit and, and really just making it so everybody can get off the couch and off the carbs and and, and live a healthy life. Because, you know, as, as, I, as I think most people know, um, just by looking around, you probably see a lot of it in Cleveland, I'd imagine, is that people are pretty sick. They're pretty heavy. They're pretty overweight. And the trend is going in the wrong direction. Yeah, we like our carbs in Cleveland. I'll just throw it out there. We like, we like our pizza. We like our beer. We like pierogies, um, breads, bakeries. We like it all. Remember the 80s when carbs were in? I, I mean, what happened to that, right? I, I was just explaining this to my daughters earlier this week. We were, uh, this has nothing to do with carbs, but we were out and, and they got um, diet sodas. I'm going to throw that out there for Greg in case he's listening. So they got diet sodas, but they didn't have straws or lids on the cups. I'm like, and and Megan goes, it just tastes different without a straw or lid. I'm like, well, why don't you have a straw or lid? And, and she goes, because I'm saving the turtles, daddy, saving the turtles. And so I said to her, let me, let me describe a time where your dad grew up where McDonald's created a styrofoam box. It was actually double the size it should be just to keep your lettuce cold. (laughs) <laughs> like, like that was the time I grew up in. It was a, it was a, it was a time to be alive, man. It was awesome. It's so true. I still remember discovering calzones when I went to college, and I had a little love affair with them for about twenty pounds of body weight. Yeah, well, I, I definitely did. My dad ran a vending company, so this will kind of get into the carb story and and into your mission. So my dad ran a vending company, and I was the most popular kid in college because he would send me away every weekend with this case that was full of I'd have like two cases of Dr. Pepper and the real sugar kind they didn't make diet Dr. Pepper back then it was the real thing and then just a box of Twinkies and moon pies because it was the south and uh you know Snickers bars and like any if he might as well have just given me like a big sugar cube and just had everyone lick it because that's basically what it was (laughs) It was amazing, but I was really popular. I mean, people loved me because I had all the best junk food. So you're seeing that, right? Kids coming in. I'm so we're seeing it, it with kids, and then of course, clearly with the adults. And so that sort of got me into um, CrossFit, and then um, I, you know, was very close to Greg, and um, really just like Scott said, I mean, we just really understood what was going on and he really helped us understand what was going on with medicine and why it was so broke and like why we were seeing that end of it. Like I would see the end point of it. Right. And all what was leading up to that. And so, um, it was, it was, it's great. Cause we get to, we got to learn so much more. Um, but then together, you know, we, um, with Scott and I, we were able to be a part of CrossFit health, which is just so amazing, which is CrossFit. Um, but really the whole idea that everyone understands, which is, um, first of all, the CrossFit health, which is the mess in 
what's going on. And then, you know, the solution is with CrossFit, with movement and exercise. Um, but so we got involved early on, on that aspect of it. And we've been really lucky because we get to um, go to the DDC and the MDL ones and meet so many great physicians and um, other guests and really kind of, we get, it's kind of like a, um, a group that can get together and really have a same mission, right? So like for me, when I'm practicing medicine, I feel like sometimes people think I'm nuts when I'm like, you can't eat that, you gotta exercise. Or I mean, really for like, even like for like babies, like you can't give a baby box cereal as a first food. That makes zero sense, right? But in my, um, the American Academy of Pediatrics, everyone that I practice with, think that I'm nuts. And so when I'm with like-minded physicians and the CrossFit community, I really have the support to help this mission of getting people healthier. So that's like really what help, has helped me. So you're saying Fruit Loops are not good for babies? That's, that's groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Tim Noakes made that mistake. Um, look, look where it got him. Well, or, <laughs> you know, it's Captain Crunch because you really want to destroy the roof of their mouth while giving them sugar. Yes. So. <laughs> That's a good plan. So how does the Warrior Clinic fit into this? So that, you know, I think most of my listeners, I've talked about it enough now that, you know, everyone has a pretty good sense of what CrossFit Health is working on. You know, we've, we're, we've been talking a lot about carb restriction and, and, you know, increasing fat intake. Where do you guys fit into this? So... Um, you know, Shaka and I were talking about, you know, we've been talking on this conversation about our patients and chronic disease um, for a long time. You know, Shaka's sister is a physician as well. And we just sort of talk about the patients we have. And, you know, for myself and anesthesia, um, it was rare 20 years ago in pediatric anesthesia that we would see a kid who was 200 pounds and, you know, we we're like, oh, that person's fat. And, you know, now it's pretty routine, like probably a quarter of our patients are at least 200 pounds and we have multiple patients who are over 300 pounds every week. I mean, it's really quite alarming, the trend that we see. And we were really, you know, looking at, you know, what we could do and, and how we can make a difference. And, you know, what we really realized is that most people don't know they're sick. I mean, once, once, once you're that far obese, a lot of people do know they're sick, but even if they do know they're sick, they don't know what to do about it. Um, you know, so it's sort of, uh, multiple parts of the problem. Number one, actually knowing that you have a problem. And then number two, you know, that doesn't do you any good if you don't have a solution, um, you know, and until there was, you know, the CrossFit is, you know, as, as, as Greg um, describes it, you know, is, is, is the life rafts and the tsunami of chronic disease, there wasn't really a good solution out there for people um, that was easily, you know, applicable. And, and, you know, now that there's the CrossFit combined with proper nutrition, which is really important too, and, and something that I think CrossFit is getting back into it, which the early boxes I think we're probably more focused on. Um, Shaka and I, you know, we're really discussing the fact that people need to know what their underlying health status is. And, and you know, we sort of, you know, borrowed from Greg's what is fitness uh, lecture you know, he sort of talks about the sick fit well continuum. And as you move along that continuum with your fitness, um, you know, every other things also, your, 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 your health parameters also improve. Um, and, and, you know, we sort of think of them similar to the different benchmark CrossFit workouts. You know, you, you, you can look at your fan time and, and see how you're doing 
in terms of your fitness on an external level. Um, but, but people aren't really looking at what's happening on the inside. And, 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 you know, so you have to have a way to measure that. And, and up to this point that, that, that way was to go to the doctor and say, Hey, I want these labs done. And if you have an HMO, they're going to say, Hey, no. And if you have, if you're a lot of other people, they're going to say, you know, no anyways, for, for a lot of different reasons. And, and the fact of the matter is that the markers that we decided to measure are the ones that correlate most closely with, with chronic disease, um, which the main killers of people uh, really are diabetes, obesity, and heart disease. Um, and, and the underlying problem for all those things is, is elevated insulin and elevated sugar. So we came up with an easy test that you order yourself. Um, the kit can, comes to your house. And if you don't want to actually stick yourself, it's a simple, a simple thing to do with the little lancet. You can talk about that maybe. Um, but if you don't want to do that, you can actually go into a laboratory to have the blood drawn. And then the results come with you along with guidance for what to do with nutrition and fitness. Although we're not um, trying to be or claiming to be the nutrition or fitness experts. We're just guiding people to take the actions necessary to, you know, correct the things that need to be corrected. Yeah, I thought the test was interesting. So I'll, I'll describe it for the listeners. I mean, so you basically just get a package in the mail and have this, if I'm remembering it completely right, it was like a, a little kind of square uh, box that had a pad inside of it. And you sent a couple of, uh, are they called lancets, I guess. And I, you know, I called them needles because I'm a wuss. And um, and it had very clear instructions of you know where you had to you know push this thing into your skin and it would poke you. Uh, I messed up the first one. I might add, you said it's a good thing you sent two because I totally blew it with the first one, and because I was nervous again, I'm a wuss with needles. And then, uh, but I got the second one right and I bled like a stuck pig. It was great. And uh, then you just clip it up and you send it in. Like it was it was uh, super easy from that aspect. And then according to you, I aced the test. It's like the first test I've passed probably since kindergarten. I'm guessing I wasn't a very good student in high school or college. So I'm pretty proud of this. I'm going to put it on my resume. Tell people I did well on your tests. I told you, you should put it on one of those, like those sites, one of the dating sites. Like yeah. you definitely should have your A1C on that. I if will. You're a ten- you're- <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that on Bumble. Hi, I'm John. I'm a CrossFitter and definitely not pre-diabetic. I think that goes a long way. My A1C is. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you did really well. Yeah. Um, they're gonna go. Wow, he's he's not pre-diabetic. He must have normal size ankles. What a what a hot guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so like, and then you got to see the results too, like the way they come and they're they're color coded according to whether they're normal or not. So um, you can get a green, yellow, red. And I mean, again, the main point for it is not to scare you. I mean, the, the truth is, is that we're doctors, but we don't want you to get your, we want you to get your results and either go, okay, look, what I'm doing is good. Or here's a little bit of a red flag. I need to get in the box more. I need to drop some of the sugar. And so it's not like a, oh my goodness, my lab tests are abnormal. I need to completely cut out all my sugar. And I just, there's no fun anymore. Like there's no fun police here. So it's like, I think all of us, I think that's the key for me is that we all choose some stuff probably every day that we could probably have a little bit less of, and we can make some easy changes so that 
like, okay, you know what? I don't need that every day, or I can cut that out. Or even it's like simple little stuff, like people who drink juice or things with, I mean, that's the easiest way is if you're having sugar in anything you're drinking, just cut that down a little bit. So it's not like huge changes, um, but making little changes, just being aware and then making little changes will make a big difference. These, um, these markers are all really responsive to diet and exercise. I mean, it really is. Um, I wanted to like make a quick point that Scott said was that the markers that we um, decided on are just extremely important because one, they go along with all the science. Um, they're on the um, continuum, but they're also not routinely tested. So most people, if they even go to the doctor, um, the, most people don't go to the doctor. And then if you do go to the doctor, your doctor's not ordering an A1C. And so I think that's like really important to make it aware that like we can get, we can test it ourselves. And this is, that's really what we wanted to do. And that's like for Scott, I'm like, we keep talking about these markers, but people don't even know what they are. So that's why we wanted to have this and make it available to people. So if, if a test comes back and, you know, in a hypothetical scenario and it's read across the board, do you guys, uh, do you refer to a physician? Like, is there a process for that? Or is it up to the person who took the test to make that decision for themselves? Can I'm going to answer this well so if it's like borderline we don't have to and so we actually look at all the results to make sure everything's okay and if it's really high so if your a1c is really high you really do need to go to a doctor but if it's borderline or just barely you can actually make diet changes and you don't have to rush to a doctor especially i mean especially if it's borderline and that's like the key the whole pre-diabetes thing it's like are you going to wait until you have symptoms of diabetes, which is going to be like, you can't see or, you know, pee or, um, you know, those, those are important to me. Um, if you yeah. can, if you're dizzy, Very important to me too. <laughs> see, see, <laughs> right? And other things in that category, but yeah. also if like you're dizzy, that sort of stuff, you're not going to wait for that. Find out if you're pre-diabetic first, if your A1C is a little bit high, I'll tell you that of all the people that were testing, and this is not the question you asked, but a lot of people are elevated. They are elevated. And, you know, we'll talk to them and talk to them about the fact that like, what are you having? And a lot of times people are like, you know what, I've totally been off my program. And I just needed this as a, as a kick to get myself back on my program. Um, but I was worried when I took the test that you were going to call me and go, listen, John, your, your test came back. Okay. But it's 45% bourbon. So we need to talk. <laughs> Right. It's a, it's, right. a, it's a drug test too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to rotate with scotch a little bit. Yeah. Your crops a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I'd be okay with that. I can make that subtle change. That's not a problem. And you know, I, I, a couple more things I think that are, are, are important for people to understand is that, you know, um, 80% of people who are obese have a metabolic derangement, but actually 40% of normal weight people do. And only 12% of the population actually have all of their metabolic markers are, are kind of what are considered to be ideal. So, so almost all of us have some areas in our game where we can use a little bit of awareness or tweaking, you know, and it's not that you have to live this, oh yeah, I'm never going to eat another carb in my life. I'm going to only drink water. You know, I go to church on Sundays and the list can go on, right? Um, but, you know, no, nobody needs to live a life that's not really living a life, I think, but there is a balance in there. But, but it's important to kind of know where your baseline is, um, you know, and, 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 you know, along those same lines, I recommend that people check their blood pressure because that's probably the, you know, we can't send you that in a kit. 
Um, but but you can buy your own blood pressure machine. But that's probably the other health marker that I consider to be you know the most important things for people to be aware of. And and if they're off, then you can take a look. You know, am I eating right? Am I sleeping? And do I have unnecessary stress in my life? Am I getting exercise? I mean, those are really the you know areas areas that that people can change pretty easily and 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 sort of and life's complicated, so they always get out of balance. But but it's it's important to get them back in balance. And um, I don't want to rag on the medical profession at all because we're both physicians, but medicine is never going to fix the obesity or the diabetes epidemic um, or chronic disease because it's not designed to do it. And, you know, you've heard the lectures that Greg gives about about the lifeguard versus the swim coach. Um, When it's time for your leg to get amputated because you ate too much sugar and, and you lost a limb, then you go to the doctor. But hopefully before that point, somebody can teach you how to eat proper and how to move proper and, and how to take responsibility and accountability for your own health. And um, unfortunately, the way that the system is set up now, when you go to the doctor, if you have an elevated sugar, they're probably going to put you on metformin. They're probably not going to teach you. They're going to tell you to eat, eat, eat healthy and exercise is what they're going to say. But that's going to be the extent of their lesson on eating healthy and exercise because the system's not designed for them to sit down with you and work out with you for an hour a day five days a week and review nutrition and just sort of check in with you. Hey, how have you been eating? You know, have you been having the changes in the health that you want? If not, well, let's look at what you're eating or drinking. And, you know, a coach can do all these things. Say, you know, when they see you walking in every day with the Gatorade going, you know, maybe you should drink water or from your previous podcast, Life Aid or something that's not so loaded with sugar. You know, there's a lot of little suggestions that a coach can make that a, that, that a doctor is going to see you at most 30 minutes out of the year and, and a coach is going to see you more than that in just one session. It's like 24 minutes over what they really see. you. It's like six minutes, but <laughs> so this, I mean, but you know, it's, it's the unfortunate reality though, is that people turn to their doctor for the solution and, and the doctors are really, I mean, really medicine is trained to, to treat problems, not address the root cause of, of the disease. Um, we're, 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 we go after, um, symptoms for the most part. And if you're lucky and you find a really good doctor, which there's a bunch out there, they'll spend a little bit more time with you, but they're still not going to be the ones that are going to be grinding it out with you in the gym um, or sitting down with you and teaching you how to eat, or maybe going through your cabinet with you and throwing everything in the trash and, and, and going through the grocery store and, and showing you what you need to eat, or maybe teaching you how, how to make a meal. You know, those, those are, those are the things. So that's the real question then. How do we get more doctors in the boxes? Like, I mean, that seems to be the solution. And, I, you know, I appreciate what Greg's trying to do at the DCC and, and the health conferences and, and bringing people in. But, you know, it seems like we need a bigger, you know, to your point, maybe a bigger wave of doctors that are CrossFitters. Maybe we should give deeper discounts to doctors, I don't know, or, or drive down to the Cleveland Clinic and pull them out and, and bring them into Cliffside with me. I don't know. Like, but I think it's happening. I mean, that's happening. So, I mean, there's probably, I mean, from what I think is it's probably like well over 20,000 plus plus doctors in the boxes. And it's just slowly, um, you know, getting them the education and the awareness and helping them understand. And I think that's what um, the CrossFit physicians are doing, CrossFit Health's doing, but also um, I think that's what the community's doing, right? Like for me, I got involved when um greg glassman pulled me in and scott too but i think a lot of doctors have that same story that there's someone that pulls them in 
and teaches them or tells them or opens their eyes to what's going on. And, you know, most docs are frustrated and they're like, for me, I know when I'm like, oh my goodness, there is a solution. It was like the best thing I could possibly have come across. Right. And that's why we're in this is because instead of just complaining every day, now we're part of a solution instead of just being a part of the mess. Yeah. It's, um, it, it feels like a mess most days. I, for me, I think the biggest, you know, mess is, you know, combating just bad nutritional advice that's out there for people. Like I, you know, I see great work being done in the boxes day in and day out, but I don't see a lot of the boxes addressing nutrition. And when they are they're, um, you know, you, there's a, still a big portion of them that are sticking to kind of the original CrossFit message of nuts and seeds and lean meats, which I, I know we're still talking about that, but you know, kind of the paleo message. And then you've got a big group of them that are still on the zone diet or macros. And, you know, now at the health conference, you know, it's really more, um, you know, it's been the carb restriction and, and high fat. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think for me, it's like, how do we get that information out to people so they can make a good informed decision for themselves as opposed to doing what a lot of them do, which is they leave the box and they swing through Chick-fil-A on the way home because they think his chicken is healthy, you know? Like, how do we do that? I'm going to let Scott because he's like, yeah. I'm going to let Scott comment on nutrition so, stuff. I, I, I think that there's, like nutrition, there's a million ways to skin a cat. And what works for one person may not work as well for another, you know? And I know some people like the RP program when they're training, um, I don't think that that'll work for you if you're sitting at home and, and not working out that hard. You know, I, I do, I, I do in general think too many carbs don't work for most people and absolutely not if they're processed food. Um, so my, my simple nutritional advice for everybody to start with is to eat two to three meals a day for most people to start probably three meals a day of, of real food, whole food, meaning something that you can find in nature or something that's not processed. And, and no more than a 12 hour window. So you go 12 hours every day without eating. And then you just get rid of everything that comes out of boxes and packages and then eat whatever macro content you want. And that alone with the breaks, long break at night will lower insulin levels, which is going to, which insulin and hyperinsulinemia is the root cause of, of all the disease. Um, you know, it really leads to the heart disease, the diabetes, the obesity, cancer, Alzheimer's, um, dementia, it, it, it's at the root of it all. And if you just eat that, then the content of your food doesn't matter that much. You know, the Japanese people used to live on 80 or 90% carbs before they had processed carbs and they didn't have any of these diseases and other people, you know, the Maasai or the Inuit lived on almost all meat and they didn't have the diseases. You know, the real common uh, denominator with chronic disease is, is, is sugar and then flour or processed food. And when you see those things introduced into cultures, the, the, all these chronic diseases are right on their tail. See, I, I bought into everything you said. If for any moment though, you throw in, I can't have coffee. I'm out of here. Otherwise. Oh no. Drink all the coffee you want. Awesome. Drink it with, I mean, drink it with cream. I, I, I don't recommend the sugar, um, but, I, but just but, black, just, drink just it black. black, drink yep. it with sugar. I mean, you know, people can go over the top, um, you know, and say, Oh, you break your fast. If you drink coffee, because your liver circadian rhythm starts and, you know, there's, there's all these really advanced scientific things, but I don't think that they're really going to get most people healthy. And they're also not practical for real life. I mean, you know, families need to have time together and mealtimes and common social time. And in, in my book, 
and 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 no other animal on the on the face of the planet measures and weighs their foods, and no other animal that's not a cat or a dog fed by a human is obese. Um, so if you're eating the right, if you're eating real food, what we're supposed to eat, and 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 you're not over, you know, it's hard to actually overeat real food. Um, so if you're eating real food, it, it probably everything else will probably just take care of itself. And like to me, here's why the labs come in is because that's what you guys are talking about is amazing. And that's a great goal, but then we all kind of stray a little bit, right? Like that's great until I go to a sporting event and then I eat for three hours straight. Right. Or, um, and so for, or like there's a holiday or a birthday or whatever. And so for me, I want, I want to be educated on the nutrition, but then I also want to know how I'm doing because I'm, we're just, we live in an entire community of overconsumption and it's everywhere. And so when we, the goal is to, to eat this way, but then when I don't, I also really, and I don't think anyone does. And so we really do need to know where we're at. So, I mean, how am I doing? How's my, how are my biomarkers? So I guess that's, um, and it's hard to believe this, but we're kind of right at the end of our time here. So is that kind of your final advice to people for tonight is, you know, get tested or, you know, check your markers, or if you had to give advice to, you know, let's just stick to CrossFitters for tonight. Um, if you had to give advice to CrossFitters coming in, they're starting and, and they, you know, need to get a check of their health, what would you give them? I would tell people to check their blood pressure and to, um, maybe check their weight, although it's not really that relevant. Um, but people kind of care about their weight and their body fat. So you can do those things. Um, and then to check your biomarkers because those are really the internal, the, your blood pressure and then your hemoglobin A1C, your HDL and your triglycerides are really the lab values that are the most associated with chronic disease. And they're also very rewarding because when you change your lifestyle, those things get fixed really quickly. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna max out your triglyceride HDL ratio a lot quicker than you're gonna max your Fran time, you know? <laughs> oh, okay, you just had to insult my Fran time. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, I see how you are, that's fine. No, it's actually, it'd be a very easy thing to insult. And you're right. I can absolutely, it's the only thing I, I could absolutely beat my friend time with my blood test. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on. I'd love to have you guys back on again. Uh, you know, I think this is a conversation that, um, you know, listeners and people in the community definitely want to talk about. Um, you know, I've got people kind of constantly asking me about, you know, how do I, what should I be eating? Um, I loved your advice about whole foods because that's, you know, kind of what I stick to, but, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to have more conversation about it if you guys are willing to come back on. So it'd be great. Yeah, we'd love to. Yeah, this absolutely. is great. I, you know, getting people aware of, of, of their health is, is, is uh, you know, really important. And so we'd love to continue the conversation. That'd be great. Thanks, John. So, yeah, thank you. And for the listeners, uh, please go out to the Warrior Clinic. Uh, the website's warriorclinic.org. Is that right? I get that right? I think I got that right. Okay. Got clinic.com.com.com. No, yeah, sorry, we got a little hang up. We got a little hang up there then. All right, warriorclinic.com. All right, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Thanks, Thanks John. John. All right, bye.